0: Welcome to the Newbie Games Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Patrick, and I'm here to show you the ABCs of exercise and nutrition so you don't have to go in circles trying to figure it out by yourself ever again. Welcome back to the Newbie Games Podcast, and today I'm going over the cost of giving up, specifically on your fitness goals. I'm going to be talking about overcoming setbacks and regaining momentum. It is tough. You know, when you start a new journey or when you start a new phase in your life when you open a new chapter whether it be let's say losing weight or getting fit or you know hitting a pb in the gym whatever that new chapter or that mountain you're climbing there are going to be natural feelings and emotions and thoughts that come up over thousands of years the human body is not designed to thrive it's designed to survive and the reason why 50% of the west america canada australia is overweight and marked as unhealthy, they use the BMI as the the test for that, is because most people struggle. You know, look around you. You don't know what struggle is until you start winning. You start winning, you start feeling good, you start thriving, you're like, I'm a badass today, I'm crushing my goals. Then you start realizing what struggle was. Struggle was when you didn't have goals. Struggle was when you you weren't getting after it. You had nothing to give up on, you already gave up. You gave up your goals and your, your passions and the things that you want. You gave up living outside the comfort zone. You have nothing more to give up. You're rock bottom. You don't even know you're rock bottom. You haven't even reached up high enough or climbed high enough to see how far you've come because you haven't, you haven't been anywhere. I'm talking to the people that have not started yet. But for those people who are on their journey, I'm talking to you right now. The psychological toll of giving up. We never hear about this. Because day in, day out, someone's quitting on their fitness journey right now. And you might mask it as, I don't have time, you know, self-improvement. Nah, that can be for certain people. I'm not successful. I was never labeled successful. My family wasn't successful. You don't understand my situation. XYZ excuses. I have an injury. Let's give up the whole fucking thing and eat shit. How is that making any sense at all? How's that making any sense at all? So we don't really understand what happens when we start giving up on our goals. What happens to our brain? What is our perceived failure? And how can it lead to a negative cycle? What's a negative cycle when you give up on your fitness journey, right? Let's say you jump on the scale every day and and it's like not going anywhere. You train five days a week, you feel good, but you wear a dress and it doesn't fit you well. And you look in the mirror, you eat shit. And then you downward spiral, you hang out with the wrong people, you start gossiping, you start drinking and smoking on the weekend, you start taking up bad habits and you're down a fucking pit of doom. And you're in this vicious negative cycle, but it's not negative to you because you found a certain group of people that aligned with these new values of yours. Fun, spontaneousness, not having direction, no consistency, live life. You know, I used to have these thoughts. I used to think, live life, like every day it's like your last. So who cares if I have one drink? I kept saying that to myself. Who cares? What's one drink we're going to do? What's one big night out going to do? Which leads to two, which leads to three, leads to four. And when you're down this vicious cycle of negative negativity, you're just going to invite more of that energy around you. So that's what happens when you give up. Not just the psychological damage that you're putting on your body and your health, but the actual circle that you create around you, you start divorcing all the people that are positive successful driven ambitious consistent and you start moving towards a whole different type of crowd you don't know it's slow but deadly so what do we need to help reframe not a giving up strategy but how do we reframe a setback how do we maintain a positive mindset to stay on track what do we need to do to help us go from i feel like giving up to One more, one more second in the arena. You are in your own arena. When you go to a live concert and you see Beyonce or when you see your favorite superstar on stage, do you understand how many reps and how many sets, how many rehearsals it took for them to look that good, feel that great and deliver such a performance? They had to go back through the ringer. They had to deal with setback after setback after setback. On your own journey, your superhero star journey, your your shining light, your own, own picture of where you're at. What do you need to do to stay on track? Here's the thing. You are in your own arena. If you want to take over and take control of your life, you need to understand that no one is going to do it for you. So although it's going to be easy to step off stage, stay in there, stay in the discomfort, let it sit, let it marinate. It feels weird. I know it does feel easy if you just rip off the bandit and just go back to the comfort zone. You know the comfort zone, the couch, you know, the remote control, you know, the Netflix, you know, Uber Eats, you know, hanging out with the wrong people. You know, I'll start my gym workouts when I feel better. You know, January 1st, 2024, all these thoughts pushing all your goals aside. The comfort zone is always a choice, but I'm telling you, when you get used to staying outside the comfort zone, you develop a different identity. I want to put it like this. There's a lot of podcasts and a lot of motivational speakers out there that talk about being the best version of you. And they speak about you need to do better. I don't believe that's a really good mind frame for, for people that want to do their best. You need to do better. I think it comes from a lack of, and I think it comes from a scarcity. I think it comes from a negative connotation. Here's what I will say. How about you do better than what you're currently doing? How about you be fitter than you're currently at? How about you become more stronger than you already are? Why don't we reframe our words so we already know we are the fucking shit? Excuse my language. You are the one You are the boss, you are the man, you are the mom of the year, you are the father of the year, you are insert confident label here. Why don't we get more of that? Because the only reason why you don't put that label on yourself is because you compare yourself to others. If you don't believe you're successful, then you're gonna be looking at the world in a different light. You're always gonna come from, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it, where I'm thinking, You do have a lot. If you have a roof, if you have shelter, if you have food, if you had all the human natural needs to stay alive, you're doing better than 30% of the fucking planet, okay? So you do have a lot. You come from a place of gratitude. You come from a place of feeling blessed. And then, then you can invite more of what you want. It's not saying you don't have any, okay? So we need to reframe your mindset. You're not giving up. You're just staying one more second in the arena and this time shall pass. You know this inherently, but doing it as a whole different ballgame. But let me go back because that sounds good, right? You know, stay in there, stay in the game. You know, it'll it'll happen eventually. Just have hope and faith. But here's the thing. What's the consequences if you don't? What happens if you quit? You're gonna abandon regular exercise? You're gonna abandon the one thing that's gonna keep your body strong. You're gonna abandon that one thing that's gonna provide your kids a future. You think working your ass off and just putting food on the fricking table is showing an example for your family and kids or your future kids. This is the bare minimum working and helping and inspiring people is the bare minimum going to the gym, curating an environment home where everything's prepped, all your foods all set out. You've got fruits everywhere, vegetables everywhere. You get to eat McDonald's and not have any guilt for it because you understand that McDonald's is not a bad thing. It's a, it's a conscious choice that you choose but you don't label it, but you don't use it as a way to just get by. See, the problem with McDonald's and all these fast food companies, they know your weakness. They know you're lazy. And because they know you're lazy, they put a fucking yellow Archer sign on every street because your lazy ass is always gonna go through there. Like, oh, I didn't cook food. I need to feed my family. So why don't I just get this? I'm just need to feed them. I did my job. You did the bare minimum, right? When me and my friends have like takeout or like if I'm ever out with family and I'm eating something off the menu, they all look, always look at me strange. Like, why are you doing that? I'm like, because I have no emotion towards this. 90% of the time I'm eating out of my fridge. So when I'm having McDonald's or KFC or any of the foods that you might not think I have, just understand that I understand what, food is. I know what the numbers are because I'm educated on what food is. I'm not emotional towards food. The reason why people are emotional towards food is not because of childhood trauma. It's because their relationship with food over time has been not from a logical perspective. If you know the numbers of protein, carbs, and fats, and you know your macros, you know what you're putting into your body, you would have no worries. Why would you be stressed? So the consequences of abandoning your nutrition goals and your exercise goals is not just going to hurt you, you're going to hurt a lot of people along the way. And then you're going to mask it. You're going to mask it with painkillers. You're going to mask it with medication. Do you really want to put that as an example for your family? Let's say your parents, right? Let's say your grand, uh, your grandfather, your grandmother, your ancestors. Let's say they're looking at you right now and they're thinking, please don't take my genes. I was unhealthy. You know, we have an autoimmune system disease that runs in our family. Don't carry this on to the next generation. Do something. That's what they're saying to you. And you have the time to do it. You have the resources. You have the body. You have everything you need. And you're going to neglect that. It is your duty as a human being to make sure that you have the habits and rituals to put yourself in a place where you can destroy. You can destroy and break the cycle of any health adverse issues that come from um, having it um, in your family. You can break that cycle. It doesn't have to carry on. If my dad or my mom was overweight and I was put in an environment where I was in a gym and training every single day, one, I could use it as motivation. Like, I don't want that to be me. I love them, but I don't want that to be me. You know, that was never the case. None of my family members were too overweight. But I've trained people who've had family members that way and they use it as motivations. Like this is an example of not what I'm going to do. They go the opposite way. Okay. Some people might think, oh, fuck, everyone's fat in my family. I'm just going to be the other person. Well, with that mindset, yes, believe you are. and You're already halfway there. And let's say you you give up, right? Let's say all the health, if that's not motivating enough for you, let's say your health deteriorates. Let's say you feel like shit. Let's say you continue down this spiral of feeling crap. Let's say you get addicted to sugar. Let's say this all happens and it still is not motivating for you to break the cycle. Let's talk about the missed opportunities that you have in the rest of your life. You ever think about the one, you know, let's say you're single, right? Let's think about that, that one person that you wish that you had in your life, or well, that one it could be you. <laughs> maybe it's not even like that one person that you want to attract, maybe it's the person you should be proud of, the person in the mirror that you should attract. What is that woman or man capable of? If you give up on one area of your life, which is health. Think about the job opportunities that you miss out on. Let's say you did good in school, let's say you had high grades, let's say you were a hard worker, academic, and you give up on your health goals, so you put a bit of weight on. And you get a job interview because you know some friends. You get this job interview. You walk into the interview. Let's say you're a man. You wear a suit. And when you wear the suit, when you, when you, when you wear it, it just doesn't sit right. Like you're sitting down. You've got this bulge. You're trying to cover it. It's, you're trying to like every few minutes, you're, you're pushing your shirt down just to get comfortable in the interview. You know what bothers you. And that subconsciously tells the person that's interviewing you that you're not confident. And what do we know about confidence? A lack of confidence everyone in the room who's confident can feel it. And what about you ladies, right? Think about the missed opportunities that you have at all your social gatherings and social events. Maybe it was that special guy there. Maybe it was that network networking opportunity there. Maybe it was some friends you haven't seen in such a long time, but you want to be present with them, but you can't stop thinking about the dress you're wearing and how you don't look at it. You're thinking about, oh, well, everyone's in relationships, but I'm the only one that isn't. And I feel lonely and sad and upset, I'm just gonna go home and eat my feelings away. All these missed opportunities from putting your body, your health in the best position to succeed. This is a downward spiral that will affect all areas of your life, your friends, your your intimate. You think about your sex life. Think about if you're in a relationship right now and you're not happy with your sex life and a big part of that is because when you look in the mirror, you don't look good and you don't feel good about how you look and that projects onto your partner. And now you've got this awkward, awkward feeling about the whole situation. Like, I think you're partly responsible for the lack of intimacy. You know, do you want to have just a friend as an intimate partner? Do you want to date your brother and sister? I'm sure you probably wouldn't, you know? I don't know where you got from, but I wouldn't want to do that. So it's my duty as a man to put myself in the best position to be confident and attractive to my my partner. So, and, and you should too, you should too. That's your responsibility. And you might think, oh, well, they should love me for who I am. Yeah. Have you ever felt love, but not been attracted to? It's a big fucking difference. They can love you for who you are, but they don't want to rip your clothes off. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, well, when you get a taste of that, you start realizing how amazing your, your sex life can be, how amazing your life can be when you're feeling good about how you look. It's a good energy exchange. So not just all that guys, What about the long-term impacts and quality of life and longevity? I don't know how long you want to be on this planet for, but one of my goals is to get to 90 and feel just as good as I do feel at 32. When I lived with my granddad, he's like 88 years of age, and I was living with him about a year and a half ago because we just lost my auntie through lupus. When I was living with my granddad, I saw I saw firsthand what it was like to be a very strong, independent elderly man. He's 88, yeah, but he walks around the house like he's. If he does have pain. He's gone through his health fair share of health issues, but the the man himself, he walks around the house doing his best chopping down trees in the backyard gardening for six hours a day he doesn't have to do that he has enough money he can hire a gardener but he's in there saying no i need to keep my body strong and healthy and i remember this one morning i said um his name is popo that's how we call our chinese grandfather i said popo uh, you're very fit and strong i didn't say for your age i just said you're very fit and strong and he smiled he's like oh yes yes i have to <laughs> i'm like yeah did you know I'm a, I'm a personal trainer like do you know i'm into fitness and he's like Yeah, you're into fitness. I I know you're very strong. I can't keep up with you. I don't do this gym stuff. I'm like, no problem. Um, What do you do for exercise? Like, I'm curious because I I know you uh, you garden a lot. And he's like, oh, I do like these movements. So he said he's showing me like firsthand these karate movements. And I was I've seen a lot of people move their bodies in the gym, and this is very different because what I was seeing was completely different. I think he learned it in Vietnam back in like 1960 or something. But he's showing me all these like martial art movements, and I'm like, that's cool. Um, can you show me some squats? I was just interested because when I see someone squat, I, I, from a, uh, a fitness sporting background, I, I can understand their ankle mobility. I can understand the hip mobility. I can understand where they're tight. I can understand their, their strength through their core, if they're using it properly. So he did a, he did 20 squats as the grass right in front of me in the kitchen. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck, like this guy is not full of shit. he, can fully do a squat at 88 years of age no pain whatsoever perfect form and then (laughs) he did 20 and then i'm like that's pretty impressive and he smiled but he was completely out of breath which made me giggle i didn't want to show him i didn't want to laugh um i didn't want to like be disrespectful or anything like that but i was very like wow that was really cool and one of the biggest things right you don't have to use the gym as a way to stay fit and healthy there's so many different ways. Like I saw his breakfast, I saw his lunch and I saw his dinner. There's some sweets there. He definitely has a sweet tooth, but there was nothing like crazy. It wasn't too much calories. It was the same thing, same time. He had routine. And I don't know if you guys ever lived with your grandparents or if you've ever like stayed in their household long enough to understand their habits, but they're very routine individuals. You know, People with structured routine and healthy habits, they're the ones that have the best quality of life. The quality of life is not just on the outside looking good, it's how you feel, okay? I come from also a bodybuilding background where I see all the bullshit, you know? I see the the front, they look good on the outside, they come home, they feel like absolutely terrible. Imagine going through life, trying to look like a model your whole life and when you come home, you, you feel like crap because you're on 800 calories a day, you know? So it's not just about the looks, it's about the quality of life. So the psychological toll of giving up on your fitness goals Number one, you get into a vicious negative cycle that you might not be able to stop. You don't need to reach rock bottom to get up. You don't have to go there, rock bottom. Some people don't even know what that is about. You can go so far down rock bottom that is almost impossible to get back up. You might end up in a fucking hospital, okay? The psychological toll of giving up. Instead of giving up, maintain a positive mindset to stay on track. Reframe it as a comeback, one more second in the arena. Everyone in the Dream Team Academy, if you're listening to this, comment below, one more second in the arena, hashtag I'm here. The psychological toll of giving up, abandoning regular exercise and proper nutrition. What will happen to your kids? What will happen to your future kids? What will happen to your partner? What will happen to you five, 10, 15 years from now? The psychological toll of giving up, the missed benefits and opportunities, job interviews, social gatherings, intimacy with your partner, a better sex life, what's that all about? The psychological toll of giving up, What about the long-term impacts of the quality of life and your longevity? Do you want to get to 85 and feeling good or do you want to get to 70 crawling? You want to be with a walking stick when you're 50. Do you want to have such bad knees where you need hip surgery and knee surgery because you've neglected your health for such a long time? A lot to think about. You know, some of my students here, my son has become sugar concerned after seeing my macros and food I eat. So no more series in my pantry. He wants food. I. That is a representation of you t- not just telling your son what to do. It's showing your son what to do. That is powerful. That is it, guys. If you got value from this podcast, make sure you hashtag I'm here. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on the replay or following me on Instagram, message me your biggest takeaways. I really love to know what my students are learning. And remember, 1% mindset. I'm out. Peace. All right. Dream Team Academy. All right. Podcast is done. Let's see who's here. I'll see a lot of you guys here. Paige, Leanne, Christy, Anna. I just spoke about you. I loved your win. Husayna, Nat, Mariah, Yenny, was good. Casey, Danielle, you're here, Jolly. Um, I wanna talk to you guys. You know We're in um, 19th of October right now. And as we wind down 2024, I want you to think about this. Anyone that set goals at the start of 2023, or if you've set goals in the last few months, the job's not done. It's not over. And I promise you, there's times in my life where I feel like I'm slipping. That is normal. Even. Like I've been training for 13 years. It is normal to feel like you're slipping, but just stay in that space. It's like a weird exchange, right? Like you feel like, fuck, I'm not doing good enough. I could be doing better. But like, that's just your monkey mindset comparing to other people. Just stay in your lane and just remember being consistent on a fitness journey, whether you're not seeing the results that you you want right now is better than giving up. It's better than what you were doing before. Do you want to go back to who you were before five months ago, one year ago, you know, what's the alternative? You know, sometimes we talk about the, like, you know, striving and, and and building momentum and getting stronger and lifting heavier weight and and planking longer and and being perfect on your meal prep. We talk about that, but we never really talk about t- how far you've come. So anytime you feel like giving up, just think about how far you've come. You weren't training three times a week this consistently, maybe ever in your life, you know, the gym to me and, and health and fitness to me is kind of like church, you know, Church, you go to church, you announce your sins. <laughs> but fitness to me is like the, the the thing, the beautiful thing about fitness is it's very solid. It's very grounding. Sometimes we can get in our own head in, in our own way. But when we go to the gym, the barbell is always 45 pounds, unless you're wearing like a lighter barbell. But the weight's always the same. It's who shows up. Let's say you're doing a leg press. Some days it feels like, it's because it feels light because you've been very consistent. Some days it feels very heavy. Maybe you had a big night out last night, but when it does feel light or when it does feel heavy, heavy it always tells you the truth. Okay? The gym is not just a place where you just work out and feel good and look good. Sometimes the gym is your happy place and that's totally okay. Okay, sometimes you're, you're fighting with your loved ones. Sometimes you're fighting with your kids. Sometimes things don't make sense at home. You can always go to the gym and you know we talk about escapism and there's plenty of ways to escape. You know, guys sometimes use porn. Women sometimes use gossiping. You know, we all have our vices. But the beautiful thing about escapism is that there's different forms of it. And sometimes it's okay to escape to the gym. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, at the worst times of my life, I've uh, got in the car and went to the gym, and I felt instantly better. So if you're going through anything right now, any struggles, because I do feel like we all have a struggle that no one knows about. I want you to know that uh, you can always create some uh, happy space for yourself. So that is all guys in a few weeks time, I'm, I'm launching a new program. It's called the eight week next level coaching program. I am in the fourth season right now, moving into January. Uh, we have about 38 students in the season three and season two that are still running through to December. I'm opening up an eight-week course for people that wanna have their check-ins done with me. Uh, they wanna get their macros altered and adjusted on a fortnightly basis. And they want the next level mindset that we have developed. Like people like Megan, Yenny, um, Sarah, there's a lot of students who are crushing their goals. And I wanna do a, like an eight-week invite to people that want a snippet of what that looks like moving into 2024. So I'm just letting you guys know that now um, because that I, I'm opening up spots. So you guys will receive a bit of that shortly. Okay, so I'm very excited. That is it, guys. Have the best day ever. Remember, 1% better mindset. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Newbie Games Podcast, and hopefully you got some inspiration. If you did and you want to learn more on how me and my team can help you start getting fat loss results, DM me Transform on IG, and I'll send you more details.